I just told Richie we rich. Welcome back to Monday to Monday. On this episode, we speak with Quinn, aka Q100 on Instagram. Go follow him now. Quinn talks to us about management as well as A&R work, and then he gives out some advice for new managers as well as producers that are looking to work with emerging artists. All right, well, bro, um, I'm happy you joined the podcast. You know, like you're one of my favorite people in the Atlanta scene, but I, you know, for could you explain like a little bit about like what you do and who you are? Yeah. So, um, what's up guys? It's Quinn. Um, I do a little bit of a lot. Uh, I've got some background in artist management, some background in, um, I guess kind of A&R work or digital marketing work, tour management. Um, I work with a company based in Atlanta called Streamcut. We're a digital distribution company. Um, and, and kind of like, a we offer a lot of label services. And yeah, I, I think I consider myself more of a utility player. You know, I wear a lot of hats, um, can play a lot of positions, cover a lot of roles and and just try to add value where, where I see fit or where it's needed to, to artists or, or teams. Yeah, you do a lot, man. Um, you do more than most. You know, you wear a lot of hats. I feel like a lot of people like find one hat and get it glued to their head. But you you have a rotation. <laughs> yeah, I have a few hats. I have a collection of hats. <laughs> So, um, what was your first job in the industry? Uh, to be honest, it was doing like day to day management stuff with an artist named Man Man Savage, nice. and then uh, did some work with Fat Man Key, and then Twenty One um, as part of their kind of management collective. So that was that's what kicked it off. Mm-hmm. Was that all at the same time? Like, because I know those guys are all pretty close, right? Yeah, it was pretty much at the same time. Like working with Man Man first, and then Key uh, along with Key. Um, yeah. and then 21 started making music and started taking off. So that took a bit more of the, the focus and time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, shout out to key. She's great. And then shout out to key. He's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's cool, man. What was the major thing you learned from being around those guys? I, I learned a lot in a short amount of time. Um, so I didn't get into music until later in life, like my late twenties. Uh, and so that's when that was, and I didn't have a, a large history outside of just being in Atlanta and being around the industry all the time. I, I didn't have a, a hands-on working relationship in that. And so, um, and a lot of those artists were independent artists um, and kind of just, you know, grinding and it, you learn so much just, just hopping in. Um, I feel very fortunate to have been with the team that I was with and the artists I was with. Um, and, and, you know, whenever you're with an artist that gets as successful as fast as Savage did, like you move very fast, you know? Um, so he's going up, you meet a lot of people, you learn a lot of things on the fly. I was fortunate enough to be working with someone like Key who had some experience there. Um, so you, she allowed you to learn from her, but also was not a micromanager. So that you figure it out your own and your own way to do things. Um, and so I, I know that I was in a, a very fortunate you know, position with, with some successful artists early um, that allowed me to to move pretty quickly up the, I guess, ladder, so to speak. Yeah, man, learn a lot fast. That's, that's like, mm-hmm. I always say, you know, it doesn't matter how you start as a manager, but if you go through the process and, like, learn a lot fast, you become a great manager, you know? Yeah. Like you're, you're, like, thrown in the fire. You have to learn. Mm-hmm. See, exactly. It's yeah. soak everything up like a sponge, you know? That's cool, man. And like you said, starting with some indie artists, those are some those are some good names, bro. Yeah, 
yeah, again, you know, I think Atlanta has a, I think Atlanta has one of the more, you know, vibrant and consistent indie scenes. Um, and, and we have a culture of, of music that kind of both on the, the artist side and on the professional side that, that really kind of embraces and supports each other. So uh, again, another, you know, just fortunate to be from here and, and use so many you know, relationships that I've met both in and outside the industry as, you know, as help. Hell yeah. And before we move on, man, I got to say it again, like shout out to Key. I know she like mm-hmm. took you under her wing at the beginning and like you guys are close, but she's done a lot for me too. So shout out to Key. I can't, I can't move on without saying that, you know? For sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's the GOAT. Um, so I see your Instagram kind of looks like a, like a resume of sort right now. It looks like a little timestamp of your life. Yeah. What's that about, man? You like you're like highlighting different artists you've been working with. Yeah, a little bit. So, um, toward towards the end of the year last year, I kind of uh, went a little dark on my IG. Um, not uh, thematically dark, just kind of removed a lot of like excess stuff and and whittled it down to kind of some of the the highlights. So it is somewhat of a resume, um, and. Um, basically that's that's kind of what it is I, i'll throw like uh, a pickup here and there um i use my stories a lot yeah so i'm pretty active on the stories more so than the actual feed um i kind of like to let the artist take care of that and if i have a major accomplishment um then i'll, I'll highlight that on the on the feed but other than that I've, I've been i've been moving further and further into the background of of the public persona yeah but I bet you're all over TikTok though, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want I want to ask you about TikTok, bro, because I know Tate had a had a TikTok viral moment. Like, when was that? Like earlier? That was towards the end of last, last year. Last year? Yeah, it was like October last year, October 2019. <laughs> it's kind of when it really cracked off. And the song's still going. Like, yeah. So. Um, so I, I also, I don't think I managed, mentioned it, but I managed an artist, Young Baby Tate, and she was on this record called Stupid with Ash Nico, uh, that actually released in July of last year. Um, and it, you know, it did okay. Ash Nico was a, a newer artist based in the UK. Um, and it was, you know, know, doing, um, honestly, a, a random email from her A&R. Damn, so, that's so cool. Yeah. Shout out to the A&R team at, um at Parlophone Records. So they reached out and we got on the record. Um, it came out and, you know, like I said, it was doing okay. Just about the numbers that a, a average song does for an emerging artist, I guess. Um, and then really out of nowhere, it just, it started going crazy on TikTok. It was incredibly organic. Like the label didn't put any money behind it. I, Ash and Tate, I don't think had TikTok accounts at the time. Like it, it just, it really took off on its own um, and and started to go pretty viral. And you watch every day, like you can watch on Spotify in the back, just like going this way, this way, this way. Um, and it actually had two different clips go viral. So like it went viral twice on TikTok. So there's two different like 15 second clips of the song that both had their moment, you know, and it was, it was it was crazy. They flew us to London to shoot the music video, which was dope. So went out there, shot the video, met Ash and the team. Um, 
came back to the States in the middle of A3C and like performed a few times. That was crazy. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just a wild success. And I mean, it's a gold record now. It continues to, to stream extremely well. Um, I, I think that shows like some of the power of, um, of like, if you have TikTok success with a, um, with a legitimately strong record, like, you know, the staying power of that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I look at the charts every day and it's, it's going back up now, you know, it's like people are enjoying it as a summertime record because it's got that energy, but it missed last summer. It came around last fall. And so it's, you know, it's got some serious staying power. So I mean, you shout said, out. What'd you say? I was saying it's got some serious staying power. So shout out to, uh, to TikTok. <laughs> yeah, man. You say that two clips went viral. Were there two different moments of the song or two different video clips? Yeah, no, two different moments in the song. Like two entirely different moments in the song. There's like the beginning where they're like, what, what? That went like really viral. And then like the beginning of Ash's verse went viral a second time. And so like I had everyone from like Miley Cyrus to, I don't even know. I think Miley was the biggest name I can think of that, that participated. Miley Cyrus got on like, got us on entertainment tonight, like on TV. So. Dang. Okay. That's mm-hmm. cool. And you said it got a gold plaque. Yep. So it was, uh, I think two weeks ago, it, it it passed the gold threshold. So and you'll be just got enough. Nice. Yeah, man. Some more hardware for the house. Hey. Well, sure. send my congratulations to young baby Tate. She is, she's amazing. Man. I will, for sure. The fact that she produces and puts vocals, you know what I mean? Like most artists only do one or the other, but yeah, there's both. It's so, so impressive, you know? She's a talent for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you meet her? Uh, Twitter, to be honest. So um, saw a couple clips of hers on Twitter, reached out. Uh, she curved me and then <laughs> saw, right, saw some more clips and reached out to a mutual friend um, and asked for an introduction and, um, and kind of went from there. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So the internet. And was, <laughs> did she have any like, did you have Bob or any track that you like? Bob, Bob was the um, was the the record and video that I saw that had me like initially reach out. So, like I, I think I heard the song and a few of her other songs, and I was like, "Oh, this is pretty dope." And then when she dropped the video for Bob, is when I was like, "Okay, like, can someone please introduce me to this person?" That's mm-hmm. a good song, man. I, I still love that song. Yeah, it's classic. Classic Tate. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn, that's what's up. So. Who are you working with right now that you're most excited about? Because for everyone listening, Quinn emails me once every six months and tells me, hey, there's this artist you need to check out. So, like, fill me in, bro. For sure, yeah. Like, aside from Tate, of course. Um, like, ones that I'm hands-on with, there's a there's a kid from Decatur. Um, his name is I-G-I-R Woody. And uh, he just graduated from Columbia High School, um, so straight from the east side, um, but super talented. He has a, a song called Hasta Luego that is doing, it, you know, it's organically going kind of viral. So just started working with him in the last month or so. So looking to to really push him in that. Um, I, I think he's super talented and uh, he's got a strong message and, and I'm excited, really excited to work with him. Um, there's another kid from the south side of Atlantic. Um, named Taj Keaton. 
Um, he just released an album called SARF, um, which stands for uh, South Atlanta Rage Fest. Oh, cool. It's it's very like industrial rap, so it's it's kind of abrasive. Um, and you know, it's a lot of the records switch up. It, it gives you like an early Travis vibe a little bit, you know, nice. just kind of like very different, um, but cuts through. And his visuals are on point, and he's got a good team, so um, definitely excited about about um, Taj as well. And then you know we've got the um, we've got a lot of uh, other artists that we work with at Streamcut that are doing you know amazing and wonderful things. Mulatto, who just dropped a great song and video today. Um, Mulatto's with RCA now, but we were pretty close with her for quite some time. Um, work with Light Skin Keisha, huh? Song with Gucci Mane, right? Yeah, with Gucci. Mm-hmm. Um, crazy. I haven't heard it yet. I heard it's crazy. Yeah, it's dope. The record's hard for sure. So shout out to them. Um, it, kind of in that same vein, a little bit. We've got Light Skin Keisha and an artist named Saucy Santana, who are both both doing like really you know exciting, engaging things on the internet. Um, and then Saw Baby um, is someone we work with as well, who I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with. He's he's very uh, it's like a mystery. So he pops up like every so often we'll release music, a couple of videos and then kind of disappear again. Um, but it's been fun working on his, his latest release barnacles. So um, we, there's a, there's a wide range of, of artists that, uh, that kind of enter our sphere. Um, so they each provide their own set of like challenges and opportunities. So it's kind of fun to work on, on a variety of things. And for all those artists you just mentioned, um, are you managing any of them? Uh, so um, Tate is the only one that I'm, I'm currently managing. Um, the rest are kind of more on the distribution side. Um, with a bit like the first two I mentioned, Woody and, and Taj. Woody specifically, I've got like a lot of hands-on. So I'm, I'm pretty hands-on with him. And, and with a lot of our artists, you know, we catch a lot of them really early. So they some don't have management at all. Um, some have very kind of green or inexperienced management. So we find ourselves um, occupying that space on their behalf um, without, you know, necessarily being on paper management. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Handshake manager. Yeah, it's like someone has to do it to get these things done. So <laughs> let's yeah. get it done. I mean, that's important, you know? A good team is important, especially when the team focuses on getting stuff done and not just focusing on what their, like, responsibility on paper is, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For sure. People are like, I did what it said I was supposed to do. It's like, yeah, but, like, that's not, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's that's literally, fact. it's there to hold you accountable in case you're not doing it. It's not, like, the, the end-all, be-all of your responsibilities here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, my God. So... Crazy. With your years of being in the game and being a manager and just being around different artists on their come up, like what advice would you give to anyone who like wanted to be a manager right now, but like is just starting off with an artist? Like what tip would you give them? I mean, I think um, trying to find yourself a mentor is gonna be um, very impactful um, or, or find someone who has a, a bit of knowledge in the game that will allow you to kind of soak that up. Um, Cause like I said, early on, I was fortunate to be around knowledgeable people and with artists that were moving in a way that I could gain as much knowledge and, and relationships as possible. And then the second one is um, your relationships. I think that your relationships are everything. 
Um, you treat every person that you meet with with respect and, and kindness. And um, there's plenty of, of people that I either went to school with or met, you know, randomly who might not have been, you know, the the most important person in the room at the time that we met. You know, but now they're working at a DSP or they're working at a major label and, and can now provide opportunities um, that they couldn't when I met them four years ago. You know, but now they're a valued relationship. So you never really know what other people's paths are. Um, so really kind of value, legitimately value all the relationships that you meet along the way. Yeah. For sure. That's great advice, man. Yeah, it's, it's important to be like a humble, respectable, like person people want to be around. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because like, I mean, you could... There are people who are not humble, who have successful artists, you know, and they work hard and they're smart people that work hard and they, they may have a successful artist, but when they're trying to get, you know, successful artist number two off the ground or, uh, you know, the, the artist that they were with, they're either no longer with or is, is not as hot as they were at the moment. And uh, people remember when you're a dick, to be honest, you know, and it's like, I, I really am not going to go out of my way to help you here, you know, sorry. Um, and you know, I've had that thought cross my mind before. Absolutely. And I'm sure everyone else has. And, um, and so, you know, if there are definitely times where, you know, as a manager, you have to put your foot down and you have to be the bad guy, you know, but I, I think, uh, the unnecessariness, you know, or just the, 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 sometimes the, the meanness that can come with it is just like, there's no need for that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think yeah, like you said, treat everyone with kind of like some dignity and respect, and and you'll go a very long way. Yeah, because like you said, you know, it comes back. Like if you're mean to someone, or you you like really fuck them over, then it's kind of like, why would that person help you out unless they had to, or they were just being forgiving? But you don't know yeah. how you don't know how other people act, so why would you even take that risk? Exactly. Yeah, for sure. You know. Well, yo, I did a, I did a interview recently someone interviewed me actually and i i told him like you know when you're coming to an artist or a manager or trying to get involved in a situation you got to bring value is what i was mm -hmm. telling like if someone's trying to like get to you like send tay to beat i know she probably produces all of her own stuff anyway but like just if she did want to beat or something yeah. like, she's what? been she's been taking beats okay so. cool so like what what do you think someone really needs to do though to get on your radar like i'm not I'm not asking people to do you right now, but what I'm saying is like, what do you think someone needs to do to get on a manager's radar? You know, because like jumping in a DM and being like, here's a beat. Don't worry. You don't have to pay me. Like that ain't, that's not doing you a favor. You know what I mean? Like people think they're doing you a favor by saying it, but like, yeah, you guys get it's not all day. You know what I mean? So Yeah, for sure. And I think there's like, um, there are a uh, few different things to unpack there. Cause there's a lot of like ways that you get approached as a manager, right? Some people want to be managed. You know, so you get a lot of artists or producers or whoever that are like, yo, manage me, you're looking for clients, you're looking for clients. And then you have other ones who want to, to either work with you or, or your talent. And I think the approach is very different on both. Like for a producer, for example, um, it is tough. Like the, A, if someone asks you to send beats to a very particular email, send them to that email. Um, you know, like when you're sending... I won't even look at e like beats in the booking email because it's explicit that this is for booking and it's frustrating when it gets filled up with all, like uh, random beats. You know what I mean? 
Um, I recommend that people do their homework, um, to be honest. You know, if Tate, for example, you know, I get a lot of like, what's up, bro? Or like, like male pronoun stuff. And it's like, okay, well, like, obviously you, <laughs> you just saw this like you know, email on the internet somewhere. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think it's helpful to, um, it's it's obviously always harder if you don't have any like placements prior to that but if you have anything of note it's always great to lead with that you know yeah. it, it helps like signify that you're not to say that you have to be relevant but you know when you see a, a bunch of things per day you want to make sure that someone is you know operating at a level that other people kind of also fuck with um and, and if you're unfamiliar with the the artist or their sound I, I think it's helpful for me to for you to ask like hey here are a couple of things that I felt would sound well on them. But if you have like a brief or like a very specific direction you're looking for, you know, please let me know and I'll, I'll put that together. I'll put something together. Um, when it comes to, you know, people that want to work with me as like other co-managed, like mentorish situations or just want to be a part of the team, I think it is like adding value, like you said. Um, so if there's something that you see that, you know, could help an artist that you know I work with or a situation um, like present that uh, or, or present like wh why you feel that you would be, you know, valuable to me. I know that sounds very kind of dickheadish as I say it out loud to myself, but it's like, you know, I work on a lot of things per day and it does take time to get to know someone else and insert them into your flow. And so in order to do that, it's like, I, I need to be sure that it's going to be a, a fruitful relationship. Yeah. You know, that makes a lot of sense, man. That's a good answer. Cause it is, it is a lot of your time too. So Yeah. And then on the other side, like, um, feel free to send like stuff through. Um, I think the manager role should be very particular, uh, in general. Um, so I usually go like word of mouth or if I just happen to find something that I find interesting. So yeah, feel free to sh shoot it my way, but I'm not always like looking for management clients. I don't want to handle too many artists at one time. I'm very hands-on. Um, I have to actually like you as a person to want to like manage you personally. Yeah. Um, so it's like a, it's a longer process to go into to like an actual management client, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Because you got you deal with a lot of bullshit when you're a manager, you know? Yeah. And like there's a big trust factor and you have to kind of go back and forth with an artist all the time. And so like I want to like you and, and really believe in your music because otherwise I'll just, I'm, someone's going to quit. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, like, no one wants to like deal with the bullshit that you have to deal with as a manager at times if they don't like the person they're they're doing it for. Yeah. Well, <laughs> before everyone DMs you with their beats, like you said, like send a couple and then ask for direction. Like, what do you think? Like, send three, send five. Like, what? Because when, when someone yeah. beats, I would I say I want a lot. I want to hear like a couple. Yeah, I, like I get three to five. Like, what get what bothers me is when it's like twenty or when it's like one. People are like, yeah, I made this one beat for you. And it's like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, give me a variety or something, you know? It's like going to a restaurant and just, like, closing your eyes and pointing at one meal, being like, this is what I'm ordering, and I hope I like it, you know? <laughs> it's crazy. My God. 
and when delivering them to artists also like producers you know like uh, a lot of times um some some artists aren't like as self-aware that they know the type of music that they're aiming for they might not have a brief um so they're just kind of going off of what their emotion is in the moment and you might have a beat that is perfect for them except they're fucking pissed and that's not the type of music they want to make today and so you they play that one beat and they're like that's not my energy today no and and then you you just lost you know what i mean so you shot your one shot and it was at the wrong time (laughs) so that's why i was like throw like three to five in there maybe put one that doesn't sound like a few of the others because you never know what an artist is going through that day and they might want something that 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 is a little different that's actually maybe the best feedback i've heard on that and on that question man because you're right like you got to give them options because you don't know what they're feeling yeah like if you're not in the room with them then like you have no idea what's going on on the other side of that email yeah you You can't just think Oh, this is what Young Baby Tate sounds like to me. So this is what I'm going to give her. You got to give her options. Yeah, she might want to do something different for a change. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she might want to switch it up. She might not want to make a song exactly like the one she made last week. Yeah, uh, like I work with um, with Anne Marie, who's R&B singer from Chicago. She's on Interscope now, and and Anne will come into the studio sometimes, and she'll be in a not so great mood, and she'll be like, "I want to rap today. Like, I feel like uh, a beat that I could rap on. It's got to be hard." Da da da. And it's like, man, I just put this pack of like R&B beats together that, you know what I mean? And it's like, shit. So now we got to scramble to find something different, but it just kind of, it depends on their temperament at times. And so, so yeah, like you just got to throw in a, um, throw in a diverse pack. And another thing, if you really want to try to get the placement, like you can, um, it doesn't work all the time, but like as an A&R, I was like, I've had beats that I know an artist would like, except they weren't in the mood when they were played. So you just rename the beat and you play it again at a different time. And they're like, oh yeah, I like this. And it's like, I knew you would like this. You just weren't like in the right headspace for it last time. So. The tips and tricks. <laughs> yeah. You gotta be a little sneaky sometimes, you know? Not, you know, not, not, uh, not lack of integrity sneaky, but just kind of sneaky, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna check the names of all the songs you've ever sent me, man. <laughs> See if they match up. That's all funny. Right. All right. Well, hey man, I mean I appreciate you. It's always good to see you. I wish you know quarantine wasn't happening. I'd be in Atlanta more often and we could actually hang out and go to the studio. I know, right? Because the stream shit started, sucks. But Doppler, right? Yeah. Doppler Studio is uh actually one of my favorite places in Atlanta. We've done so much, me and Gary Vaynerchuk have done so much there and then yeah. all just being there, it's a real creative spot. So mm-hmm. legendary studios, man. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for always opening the door for us. Of course, any and every time. Oh yeah, man. Thanks for joining the podcast. Uh, yeah. Where does everyone like follow you or find you like to stay up to date? Like, I know, I know your TikTok is popping. So let <laughs> me drop the name. I'm actually, um, I'm not actually on TikTok to be honest. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a browser, um, not a poster. But uh, heavy on on Twitter and Instagram, and it's at Q, the number one, H-U-N-N-I-D. So Q100. Um, and you can find me pretty much everywhere on that cash app, too. So feel free to send it on through. <laughs> yeah, that helps. Someone emails you, they're like, hey, here's three beats, and I also just cash apped you. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one, <laughs> you know? It's like, if you send me tips, I promise I'll listen to your beats. No. (laughs) 
Yeah. Everyone listening, that was a joke. All right. Yeah, definitely a joke, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, bro. Have a good day. Thanks, man. Take it easy. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast and want to hear more, subscribe, rate, and review. And stay tuned for episodes every Monday. 